Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixson.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8 is what I'm going to start off with this morning. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. Now turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to read down through a passage of Scripture there. But here we, we have seen that there are different gifts that are given to us, and they're varying. They're, they're different types. Not everybody has the same gifts that are given to them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each only, each one individually as He wills. Hallelujah. We have some gifts from the Spirit. These two scriptures give us good instruction about the the gifts of the Spirit. And I just want to walk down through a few things here with you on this. The first thing that I want to point out is this. The Spirit gives the gifts. Okay, the Spirit gives the gifts. Now, this is very important to understand right from the beginning. We are not talking about your gifts and talents that you were born with. Amen? Amen? You guys understand that, right? We're we're talking about gifts of the Spirit. Now, many of these gifts of the Spirit that are listed, you might say, well, I've always had that kind of gifting in my life. Well, you know, something like serving or teaching or generosity. Some of you may just be naturally, that's, that's who you are. But that's not necessarily what we're talking about. We're talking about a supernatural gifting of the Holy Spirit. In your life. Okay? Now there's a difference. There's, there's a different level there of, of, of what we're talking about. So what we're, we're talking about is these uh, gifts that are given not on a necessarily an ongoing basis, but for a specific time and situation. It may be an ongoing, but it, it may be just for a specific time or situation in your life that you need that gift and the Holy Spirit comes and gives it to you. Okay, so 
These are gifts that are given by the Spirit after your conversion experience to enable you to do His specific will. All right? So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. When we're, we're talking about how the Spirit enables us to do these things. I believe that's a little bit different than our natural gifts and talents. God may gift you from the time you were born with certain things that, are, that come naturally. I, I'm a natural administrator within the church and within my life. When I was, before I was even saved, I, I, I was administrating things. I was doing things that, that were very administrative. I grew up even when I was away from the Lord. Man, I was, I was gifted in just administrating and uh, got into a business. They hired me for a business to set up a computer system for about 30,000 different locations in a warehouse to track pallets that would come in and go to the pallet location and then come back to a line, and I had to keep track of all those things. They hired me when I was, basically I was 20 years old, had been going to college for about a year, had very, no, very little to no experience, but they hired me because they felt like I could do it. And we put together a whole system to be able to make that happen. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? I had just those kinds of administrative gifts within my life, but it wasn't necessarily a gift of the Spirit like what we're talking about, where there's times where I need that gift from the Holy Spirit that is almost outside of my natural realm, of my normal thinking, my more normal ability to do, to be able to edify the church and to edify His body. Does that make sense? Am I making it clear? Okay. I get a few nods. I just, I need your, yeah, I need your, okay, all right, there we go. All right, so the second thing that we need to see from this is that the Spirit apportions as He wills. The Spirit apportions as He wills. These are not gifts that we get to choose, okay? These are not gifts that we get to choose. It is apportioned to us by the Holy Spirit. So in other words, it's, it's not like a Chinese gift exchange. You know, where you go and you grab a gift from the pile and you open it up and you say, oh, I don't like that gift, so I'm going to go take yours. Right? I've seen that happen within the church. Where people think that it's a Chinese gift exchange, that they go, oh no, I, I don't want that gift, I want that gift. But, but we need to understand that it, that it is not what we're wanting, it's what the Holy Spirit is wanting to give us to work through us for the edification of the body. Okay, so He is apportioning to us those gifts for those tasks, those things that He wants us to do, for those activities of serving or whatever it may be, He is giving us that apportion to us so that we can fulfill His will within the church. So it is apportioned by him. It, it, it's sort of like, you know, if, if we were doing this Chinese gift exchange, we would be like, you know, the spirit prompts us to be generous to somebody and we decide, ah, you know what, I, I think I'd much rather use my gift of teaching today. Because I don't want to give that money to that person. I, I don't want to do that. But Lord, let me teach somebody up here. They're allotted as he sees fit. That's what the scripture says. That's how it's done. So how many of you would agree that the spirit probably knows a little bit better than you what gift is needed for any particular situation? I think he knows what we need to have, what gifts need to function, what need, gifts need to flow through you for any particular situation. The Spirit sometimes allots a gift to someone to be used on a regular basis, and other times He allots that gift into your life for a specific time and situation. You know, there's been times in my life that the Spirit has allotted the gift of faith into my life for a specific situation. There's been many times that I, I can't explain it, I can't give you how I know for sure, but it's like there is a voice that speaks within me that says, you need to do this. And it is a big thing. 
that in my natural, I'm very conservative, and I would not jump out there and go and do that. I would not ask the church back years ago when we were financially in difficulty, I would not come and say, hey, we're going to give a couple thousand dollars a month to some other ministries in the, in the, in the area. That's not me. I'm very conservative. I'm very frugal with my money, and I'm, I sit there and I say, we can't afford to do that in my natural. But God gives me that gift of faith that all of a sudden words are coming out of my mouth that I don't even understand what I'm saying because I wouldn't have said that if I would have been able to stop it, you know? It's like, we're going to do this. Oh, what? <laughs> what did I just say? You know, the time when I'm sitting around at the camp with Chris Brown and he's talking about his vision for renovating the cabins at the, at the camp and I just sit there and I, all of a sudden I said, Chris, we're going to do the first cabin for you. We're going to raise all the money and we're going to bring a team up here to do it. I'm like, oh, Lord, what did I just say? What, you know, what just happened there? But it was the gift of faith working in me at that time that that gift of faith came out, we raised all the money, we brought the team, we had the biggest team ever that year, we renovated not only one cabin, but the nurse's cabin and some other things, and from that, people came and saw what was happening, and all of a sudden, now all of the cabins are renovated. Amen? But that was a gift of faith, that was not me in my natural, because in my natural, I'm sitting there going, we can't do that right now. You understand what I'm saying? There's specific times where, where that gift, a gift might be used in your life. I can remember a time where a uh, former pastor, the pastor that hired me on here, I, I was praying for him. He was getting ready to go for a knee surgery. He had a knee transplant, one of the first ones that was ever an actual live transplant into his knee that was causing problems and it was rejecting. And he was having to go the next day for surgery. And God spoke to me specifically and said, I want you to get, go up on the platform at this time with these people. I want you to pray for him. I want you to believe that, God, that I'm going to heal him and he will be healed. And I'm like, oh, okay, God. I, I, okay. And that next Sunday, I did that. He went down back to the doctors and they said, we don't know what happened, but it's completely healed. But that's, but that's the gift of healing that was given to me for a specific time. Now, there's times when I can pray for people and, you know, I'm praying with faith and it's that regular praying for faith. I just believe God's going to heal people. I pray for you. I pray for each one. But it's not that specific gift that comes to me and says, I want you to do this. And then we see that miraculous thing take place. So there is a difference, and I, I just want to make that clear. Now, there have been people that I know that follow in that gift on an ongoing basis. There are many people that we know throughout uh, our history in the church that, that have had the gift of healing that the Spirit has put upon them to do it on an ongoing basis, and they will have crusades and people coming, and people are healed on a regular basis in a miraculous way. But once again, that's the gift of the Spirit as he apportioned it to that individual. You understand what I'm saying? He apportions it to those individuals. You don't need to sit there and go, well, God, why am I not getting that? Why am I not doing that? Why do I have faith to pray for people? Why can't I see them all healed? It's the gift of the Spirit that is apportioned to individuals according to what he sees fit. Amen? So we need to understand that it is his apportioning. He is the one that does that. So, you know, let me, let me just clarify too that, you know, to have the gift of faith, each one of us has to have faith. Right? I mean, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the scripture says. So it's not a matter of, well, I've got greater faith than you, and I'm, you know, it has nothing to do with the individual. It is God moving upon them by His Spirit with a gift of faith. The 
point I'm really wanting to make here is that the Spirit allots the gifts as He wills, not necessarily as we will. Okay? Number three, the Spirit empowers them to everyone. In, in verses 4 through 6 of, of 1 Corinthians 12, it says, Now the, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So the point I've been trying to drive home throughout this entire series is that in our own strength, we can accomplish good things. Amen? We, we can choose to do good things in our own strength, but we're not going to accomplish great things unless we are empowered by the Spirit. The Spirit helps us to accomplish great things. The Spirit gives the gifts, allots them as He sees fit, but most of all, He empowers them in everyone. Now that's important. He empowers them. So, so you can look at this from two different ways. First, the, the Spirit empowers everyone He allots the gifts to. Okay? So in other words, if He gives you a gift, He's going to then give you His power to be able to use that and to accomplish what He wills. Okay? So we no longer have to say, I can't. Okay, I, did, I only got one. We no longer have to say, I can't. Oh, that was still weak. Oh, my goodness. Do you not know what the Scripture says, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Do you not know that our God is able to do all things? Do you not realize that He is all-powerful, almighty God and can do all things in you and through you? So we no longer can say, I can't. <laughs> because it is the Spirit's job or His responsibility to empower the gifts in us. So we don't have to say, well, I can't do that. I'm just not made that way. I'm not designed that way. I can't step out in that. It's not you. It's the Spirit in you. It's the gift of the Spirit being given to you, a portion for what you need, and empowered by Him to accomplish His goals. So it really has nothing to do with you but being an empty vessel that says yes. We are a vessel to allow the Spirit to flow through. It has nothing to do with my talents, my abilities, what I'm designed for, how I was made, how I, 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 you know, where I was raised, who my parents were, how long I've been saved. None of those things matter. Because when the Spirit comes, He gives you the gift, He allots it to you, and He empowers you, and He empowers that gift through you. So all we can do is hinder the flow of the gifts. Amen? That's the only thing that I can do, is I can hinder the flow of the gifts through my life. Because it has absolutely nothing to do with me, but I can be a closed vessel. I can close it off. Because he's not going to force it through me. So, we see that the Spirit empowers the gift once He gives it to us. The second way to look at that is everyone is given gifts by the Spirit. Okay? So, it's everyone is given gifts by the Spirit. Think about that. You may say, well, well, I've been saved and following the Lord with all my heart. You might even have been 
able to say that I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and I speak in tongues and I have that, that gift, but I don't think I have any other gifts. Let me tell you something. The Spirit desires to give you gifts. You've you got to understand this. He wants to give you gifts. He wants everyone who calls on His name, everyone who is saved, everyone who has come to that saving knowledge to have His gifts in their life. Period. He wants to give them. The question is, will you allow Him to empower His gifts within you? That's the only question there is. Because he's standing there ready with a... He's sort of like Santa. Got the big bag on his back. And he's got these gifts. And he's like coming to your house and he says, I want to give them to you. Do you want them? Do you want the gifts? Do you want all that I have in my bag? All the things that I have here. I have so much. God has all these gifts that he wants to give to his people. The question is, are we ready to receive them? Do we want them? Or do we close up our chimney and say, no, don't come to my house. Just got quiet on this one. All right. These gifts are nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Contrary, they are to be desired and sought after. That leads me to my next point. We must desire the gifts. We must desire the gifts. Now, it's not a matter of picking and choosing and all that stuff. It's not, I want this gift over that gift and all this. We've already been over that, right? But we must desire and seek after the gifts that God has for our lives. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 31. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating and various kinds of tongues are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Then he goes through chapter 13 and talks about love, and how that is the, the most excellent way. Because all of this has to be done in love. Amen? But then he goes on in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, verses 1 through 5, where he says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Did you hear that? And earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you all to speak in tongues. Did you hear that? Paul said, you know... He's not trying to diminish this. He says, I want all of you to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So, what are the higher gifts that Paul is talking about? What are those? The gifts that edify the whole body. You got that? When he is talking about the the greater gifts, what are the greater gifts? The greater gifts are the ones that I can give you and you understand, you can receive, that you can accept. 
that will cause you to be lifted up and edified. Does that make sense? Because if I were up here just speaking in tongues, you guys wouldn't have a clue what I'm talking about. You wouldn't know I'd be working in a gift, I'd be functioning in a gift, but you wouldn't have a clue as to what I was saying here. So when he says the greater gifts, he's talking about those gifts that are greater are the ones that are there to uplift and build up the body of Christ. So those are the ones that he says we need to earnestly desire. To earnestly desire. Now twice in these verses, Paul says it, to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. So he doesn't just say, yeah, you might want to get some of these because, you know, it could be helpful. Right? I mean, he doesn't go and say, well, you know, if you want them, go ahead. If you don't, that's all right. You know, you'll still get saved. You'll go to heaven, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, he tells you to earnestly desire the gifts. He uses this word earnestly, which defined is to zealously seek or to be in hot pursuit of the gifts of the Spirit. Now, when I think of that, I'm thinking of a hot pursuit. We're talking about like the police are after you, right? I mean, what is it? They're running from the popo or whatever, right? I mean, you you, you got you got you got you are trying to get to some place to get away from something. The police are in a hot pursuit to get you. That policeman earnestly desires to pull you over. And he's going to do everything he can to get you to stop your car. You understand what I'm saying? That's what the image needs to be of when he's saying earnestly desire the gifts. He's saying you need to be like that policeman who is chasing after somebody who's done something wrong and doing everything you can to get that get the Holy Spirit to stop and give you a gift. Instead, I see the church today just wandering through and not caring whether the gifts flow or not. And wondering why we're so anemic, so weak, and so looked at in such a, a, a way that we're almost irrelevant. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we are irrelevant. Without the powerful gifts of the Spirit moving in our lives on a daily basis, we are irrelevant. We are just somebody who has had a relationship with Jesus and that's all there is to it. And we're not drawing anybody else to Him because we're not letting the gifts flow through us. Because that's the power. That's the power. The power is when you're sitting there in your office and somebody says something and you overhear them talking about a family member who's sick and you just feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to get up and go talk to them and say, hey, can I pray for your family member? And that co-worker goes back and they talk to their family member and all of a sudden they're healed. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's power in that. You don't have to ask them, hey, do you want to come to church with us next week? They're going to come back and say, where do you go to church? I want to go there. I, I want to be a part of whatever's happening in your life. I, I want that. You see, the church has lost the power. We've lost the power. Because if we had that power flowing in us, if we had the powerment of the Holy Spirit and the gifts flowing in such a way, people would be trying to crawl over each other to get in here. The Spirit gives the gifts, allots them as He sees fit, gives them to everyone, but I believe he gives them to everyone that earnestly desires them in their lives. 
you don't care, you don't want them, you're probably not going to get them. You say, nah, I can get by without them. I'm doing just fine. I can live my life the way I'm living, and it's okay. I don't need those extra gifts in my life. Let me ask you this. When was the last time that you asked the Lord to give you one of his gifts of the Spirit? When was the last time that you just said, God, give me those gifts. God, just flow through me in your gifts today. Empower me like never before, Lord God. I want to see my co-workers one to Christ. I want to see my neighbors one to Christ. I want to see my kids one to Christ. Oh God, use your gifts through me today. You see, that's an earnest desiring, an earnestness, a hot pursuit of. Another question would be, have you ever asked for the gifts of the Spirit in your life? And if not, why not? Now, if, if you didn't have knowledge of this, then I understand. But if you have knowledge of the gifts of the Spirit and what they can do in your life, why aren't you asking for them? Why aren't we earnestly desiring the gifts? Why aren't we saying, God, fill me up with your gifts and lot to me today what I need to do your will? tell you something the church needs the gifts of the spirit functioning and flowing more today than ever before than ever before and we can't be a complacent church that just says i'm just willing to just do whatever i want to do today knowing that i'm saved and i'm on my way to heaven and that's all that matters we need to be a church it says, I want your gifts flowing in me, God. I want an empowerment today. I want to do more. I need, I need prophecy today. I need to be able to speak your word, to speak truth today. Truth more than ever before. Folks, it's, it's, it's rampant in our world right now that there is so much deception. It broke my heart this week to hear of a report that there was a, a, a pastor of a new church plant down in Texas in the Assemblies of God, who stood up last week and said that he has changed his stance on the LBGT community and says that he would have them serve in his staff and be a part of the leadership of his church. I was dumbfounded, but I was so proud of our fellowship who immediately went in and removed him as a pastor, took, him, took his license, removed him from our roles, and took a stance and said, we will not have anyone who takes that stance serving in our pulpits. But see, we have to have truth today. There is so much deception <clears throat> and people will look at it and they'll have sympathy and oh, he's just wanting to include them and have them apart. Yes, I want them to come into our churches. I want them to get saved. I want them to find a relationship with Christ just as I do everyone on this planet. But I will not put them in a position and say it's okay because it's not okay because God's word says it's not okay. And there needs to be that truth that we can stand up and be able to say to our co-workers or friends or family members that it's not okay. It's not okay. And if you stand for those things, then you're wrong according to God's word. But we got to have that gift of prophecy. we got to have that today. Because in ourselves, we'll want to sit back and we want to be accepted and we want to be able to have people like us and we want all these things. But unless we have the gift of, the, of prophecy in our lives that's being able to stand up and say, no, God's word is true and God's word says this and so I cannot go there. I will love the individual. I will love the person. I will love them until they come to Christ, until they accept that they are in sin and turn from that. We need tongues and interpretation. 
like we just had in the service today. We need to have that gift functioning because we need to hear directly from God through His gifts that, man, we're, we're worshiping Him, we're praising Him, and it's coming up before Him, and He hears us, and He is pleased with that. Man, isn't that edifying? Doesn't that lift you up today to know that God chose to come into a service, use His gifts to speak to us, speak to this church, and say, I hear you. I hear you. Man, I need that. I need that encouragement. I need that edification. We need healing. We need the gift of healing. I'm crying out to God, God, give me that gift of healing. Give us the gift of healing within this church that when we pray, we see people being healed. We need miracles. We need generosity. We need acts of service. We need discernment. Oh, Lord, we need discernment now more than ever. Discerning of spirits, discerning of, of the truth, discernment of the word, discernment of, of what is right and what is wrong in this world. We need that empowerment of the spirit. And we need to be crying out to God, give me that. Give me that. Give me that discernment, Lord. We need the, the gift of teaching and all the other gifts of the spirit. There are none that are, that are less than. Don't get this wrong in the scripture. He's not saying that there are some that are just far greater than others. He's saying that anything that builds up the body of Christ is a greater gift. And you coming in and taking out the trash at the church and cleaning the toilets is no less of a gift than the person standing up here in the pulpit. We need to allow the Spirit to move in us with the gifts. Because if the trash cans are overflowing and the toilets are dirty and people come in, they're going to walk right out that door, back out, and they will never hear the Word of God. They'll never be able to hear the prophecy that's coming from the pulpit. Because the gift of serving was never done before. If we don't have people serving in the nurseries, having the gift of the Holy Spirit working in them to teach our children. Amen? Let me tell you something. I, when I was, before I was a children's pastor, I, many of you may not know, but I served as a children's pastor here for about six years. Every Sunday. Before that, I was in youth ministry and God kind of spoke to me through my wife, my other Holy Spirit. Um, she, you know, we'd been talking about we needed a children's pastor, we needed a children's pastor, all these things. And she said, one day, she said, honey, have you ever thought about being, you know, maybe being the children's pastor? I said, no. <laughs> She's like, what? I said, no. I, no, I haven't thought about it, and no, I don't want to think about it. No. I didn't even like kids that much then. I was just, I mean, I, I was just like, no, that's not my gift. That's just not me. That's not what I want to do. And so I prayed about it. And so I prayed and I said, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, which I know you probably don't, when I go to the pastor and tell him this, I want you to have him say, no, I need you to stay where you're at. So what do you think he said? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think you need to be the children's pastor. I'm like, oh, Lord. Let me tell you something. I earnestly desired the gift that I needed in the Holy Spirit to be able to lead the children. Because I didn't have it in me. It wasn't within my nature. It wasn't who I was. It wasn't easy it wasn't natural i needed a supernatural gifting from god and let me tell you something those were some of the best most fulfilling times of ministry that i've ever had in in the church 
were those six years where I spent just pouring into kids and just loving on them and leading them in songs and dancing and having characters and singing songs and leading VBS and doing all those things. Those were some of the greatest times of ministry that I ever had. But why was that? Because the Holy Spirit enabled me to do that. He empowered me with His gift to do that. So none of us can say, well, I'm not called to do that. I'm not. That's not me. That's a, you know what? It wasn't me. But I'll tell you what, when the power of the Spirit came on me, it worked. And that's what he wants to do in each and every one of us. Pastor Lawrence will go ahead and come. He wants to empower us with his gifts. He wants us to just say, yes, Lord. And folks, that's what my life has been. I never thought I would be a senior pastor. I was happy as an associate pastor. I would be happy to go back as an associate pastor. No, just... The load is so much greater. But when he spoke to me and said, this is what I want you to step into. This is the gift that I'm giving you now. This is the allotment that I have for you. And I will empower you. In that gifting, I said, yes, Lord. And folks, that's all it takes. That's all it takes in our lives is just be in a position of saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want your gifts. And then to earnestly desire them. To be in hot pursuit of them. Because realizing that what I can do in my natural abilities, in my natural talents, may be good. It's never going to be great. If I would have stayed in my natural abilities, I would have done good things for God. But God never would have done great things through me. That's the difference. I don't want to live a life that's just mediocre or halfway. I don't want to be living a life that's just, well, it's good enough. I don't want to be good enough. I want to have a great life, following God with all of my heart and having His gifts flowing through me. So today, I, I want you to, to recognize that the Spirit gives the gifts. He's the one who gives them to you. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to, to try to make something happen. It's not a matter of you going to school and getting educated in the gift necessarily. Now, he may instruct you to do that. He had me go through Berean, TSOM, all the things I needed to be able to do to fulfill the gifting that he's putting in my life now. I needed that. But it wasn't a requirement for him to give me the gift. Do you understand? He gave me the gift and then he instructed me on what to do to empower that gift that he had placed in my life. Because he allots it to us. He, he says, okay, Pastor Rebecca, I'm going to give you this portion of the gift. And I'm going to give Corey this portion of the gift. And the two of you will function together and use the gift to see many, many of our youth come to Christ and grow in Christ and have a relationship in Christ. You, you understand what I'm saying? He allots it how he sees fit. He gives it and he allots it to whom he sees that he can use in that area the best. And then we just have to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Empower me in that gift now. He comes and he gives the power to flow in that gift. Like I said, I, I didn't want to do the children's ministry. I knew it was just way outside of my realm. But man, when I said yes, he empowered me in such a way that I, I can never explain to you to where I was able to do that. It was only because I earnestly desired the gifts of God in my life the gifts of the Spirit. I want them. I want them so desperately in my life because I know in myself I can do relatively nothing. 
But when he comes in, he's able to do it all and do it in a marvelous way. Let's all stand this morning. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Just nobody looking around. Just find that place with God right now. If you're here today and you've not been desiring after the gifts, there's been a thing where you're just kind of falling into that complacency, to that place of just, you know what, I'm okay right where I'm at. I've done my thing. Maybe you're older and you said, you know, I've done all that I need to do. I'm I'm good just going and being a part. That's all I need. I want to encourage you today, God's not done with you. If you're younger and you've just come into a relationship with Christ or you're just growing in that and you've never really seen the gifts of God at work in your life, then I'm going to encourage you today, seek after the gifts. Desire them earnestly in your life. It doesn't mean that you've got to desire a specific one. You need to desire what God has for you that will lift up and edify the body. Those are the greater gifts. Those gifts that can be used through you in a specific way for a specific situation, for a specific time, to be used in your family, to be used in your, with your co-workers or your, your teachers or your fellow students, whatever it is. God, I want that gift that you have for me. I want you to empower it in my life. God, I want to be desirous. God, I want to desire the gifts more than ever before in my life. I just want us to just take a few moments and find a place of prayer and just ask God to do that in your life today. Pastor Lauren leads us in a song this morning. Hallelujah. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare your all-living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is unknown. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place. Fill the
Father, I just pray that you will just pour out your gifts upon your people. God, just a lot to us. God, the portion that we need, what we need for every moment that we're going to face this week. Father, I'm desiring right now, God, for them, God, the gifts of the Spirit. God, to flow. And God, as that you apportion them and you give them and allot them into our life, Lord, I pray that you will empower them in us. God, that we will see that it's not in our own strength, it's not in our own ability, but it is by your Spirit, Lord God, that things are going to be accomplished, things are going to be done, Lord God, that we never thought would happen. God, that co-worker that is so mean and so uh, obnoxious to us all the time, Lord, that you're going to give the gift of the Spirit that's needed for that moment and empower it, the, the person to be able to speak the truth in love and to show them the love of Christ. God, for those family members, God, for the neighbors, God, for friends that we meet and people that we see, God, that you would give us those gifts. And God, when we come together as a body of Christ, Lord, that we would let the gifts flow. God, that we would have the gift of the Spirit to be able to edify one another. God, that we would get up on Sunday morning and say, God, let your gift flow through me today. God, let it flow through me today so that I can lift up and edify the body in some way. Use your gifts in me, oh God. Use your gifts to edify the body. But God, also to be able to reach the world around us, Lord, every morning we should get up and say, God, give me your gifts. God, let your gifts flow through me. Empower your gifts within me. God, use me today. Holy Spirit, give me the gifts of the Spirit. Every day of my life, I pray. And each one of the individuals that are here today, God, let them receive the gift that they need to accomplish your will in this world. We're going to thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Pray you'll go out of here with a new desire for the gifts of the Spirit in your life. Just know that it's not in your own strength. It's by His power. By His power. So it's nothing about you. It's all about Him and letting Him flow through you to reach this world and to minister to them through His gifts. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. I'll see you next week. We'll have our annual business meeting and have a great time that evening. Uh, next week, Miss Janice is going to be preaching. It's WM Day, and uh, so you won't want to miss that. So uh, you'll get to hear a good preacher next week. So, Thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.